All right, all right. Well, hello, hello. Good evening. Good morning. <laughs> Just hello, greatness. I pray that you are having a winning Wednesday because it is time for Real Talk, Real Solutions with Dr. Anana. How are you today? So super excited that you have decided to join, to tune in, uh, just to spend a moment of your time to listen in, listen, lean in, because we have some awesome, awesome, awesome information to share with you. So how are you doing today? Is it a winning Wednesday for you? <laughs> if not, it's just about to get even better. So I thank you for tuning in. You know what we do. We always ask you to like, love, share, and comment because this is a conversation uh, on the four C's. As you know, myself as the youth, the women and youth practitioner, and we focus on the four C's, civility, community, creativity, and climate change. And today we are going to make sure we have we have a discussion and an awesome uh, guest that I cannot wait for you to meet. I can't wait for you to meet him. <laughs> so so I, I hope you have your pen and pad ready. I hope you are ready to tune in. You're ready to type your comments in. Uh, make sure you hit that share button because you just never know what you are in store for, where your, your next nugget, your next strategy is coming from. And I truly believe that today we are coming with some good stuff, more than good stuff. Let's just say some great stuff, right? So listen, I'm excited. I want to just tell you a little bit about the guest that I have before you. He's coming up. He's coming up. He's getting ready. He's, 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 he's in the room. He's in the room. He's waiting. He's warming up <laughs> just to meet you. Now, this this amazing, uh, I can say young man, I can say young man, he actually hails out of London, United Kingdom, but originally he is from Uganda. And I don't know if you had the opportunity to see my previous post. This is what I love even about his story, about his journey. He didn't let poverty become his standard. And that just sunk into me. I mean, it's just so brilliant because we think about a standard and, and the level that we have for ourselves, for our family. This, this amazing, incredible man that I'm going to tell you more about. But the thing about him, once I met him, I want to say um, a little over a year ago, right? He was just exude excellence. Isn't that something when you see someone, I know, I know I love excellence, but when you see someone that they walk, they own excellence, this man right here is about excellence and also, of course, greatness. So I had the pleasure, the privilege and the honor to be awarded and be uh, selected as one of the 2020 world, I mean, to participate in the world book of greatness. Here is his book. Here is his book. And listen, I want you to sit back or get on the edge of the seat. I don't know which one, but grab your pen and paper. I want to hear from you. And I want to bring to the stage, bring to the audience. Let me get him here today. Professor Patrick Busingi, are you here? Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for that great introduction. It's always a pleasure when great people meet. And I'm very to be with you this afternoon, I think, where you are and this night in London. Yes, exactly. Well, that's the other thing, knowing and realizing that you are up, you are in London right now. So the fact that you even made time um, to share with Real Talk, Real Solutions this evening, I truly appreciate you and salute you. But I just want to let some of the folks know who you are. Um, and I love this. You said that you use education as your passport. Dr. Patrick, I'm going to say Dr. Professor, you said that you, I, I remember you in, in a part of your, your biography, you said that the chancellor, when you were graduating, I believe with your PhD. Yes. What was the words he said to you? Go and change the world. Patrick, go and change the world. And, and, and that, when you, when you said that, when you heard that, and then I I read those words for you and to see how your life has lined up with just that. It isn't that's incredible. I don't know about you, but that was absolutely incredible. So tell us about that chancellor and your experience and, and even that degree that you earned. Um, tell us about that. Well, uh, just let you know I come from Uganda, but importantly, I didn't even know that I would ever be in the United Kingdom. 
So looking at my circumstances, looking at the village I was born in in Uganda, and the school I went to, the chances are I was going to die poor. The chances are I was going to die malnourished. The chances are I was going to die of hunger. The chances are I was going to possibly die before 35, because that's the average lifespan in Uganda was at that time. So what made a difference? What made a difference was education. What made a difference was poverty. Why? Actually, to me, poverty was positive in a way. Wow. Because if you think about it, had I been born in a rich environment, and looking at some of the people we are rich in our village, in our town, at the moment, some of them are worse off than I am. So, in other words, when we're born in positions of privilege, we take it for granted. We think it will always be there. But when we are born in a place of luck, then the luck, the poverty, gave me the motivation to strive for what I wanted. The poverty gave me, uh, acted as fuel for my dreams. Poverty allowed me to find and discover my purpose. Mm. So what really happened is that I lived in poverty, the environment, but I did not let poverty live in me. I love it. And that's why, because I didn't want poverty to live in me, that's why I had great dreams. And education became the root to achieve those dreams. And first, fast forward 20 years afterwards, I, I end up in one of the best universities in the world, Exeter University, is in the top 150 universities in the world. And when I was graduating in 2015, the chancellor said, Patrick, go and change the world. But all along, I didn't know how to change the world. He had gone through the education system and seven university degrees, but it hadn't made any change in the world. But the real change started when I started looking at myself. What does that mean? Because when you go to you go to schools, our children, what are they learning in school? They are learning about other things. They are learning about the other. They are learning about the system. They are learning about political ideologies and philosophies. They go to secondary. They go to university. They are learning about science and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're learning about the formation of mountains and rivers and the planets and so on. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in the education system they give us the opportunity to learn about us. Yeah. So most of the time we bypass ourselves. We mm -hmm. pass by who we are and then focus on the other. The moment I have those words resonate in me, in my ears, but we go and change the world. See, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. And they turn to myself, because I had studied everything mm -hmm. in a way. PhD is the highest degree. There's nothing more after that. Right, right. So I said, no, I think it's nothing <laughs> about me. Right, right. Yes. Wow. It made a difference. You know, I, I, I love that because, you, you know, like we said in the beginning, we didn't know you know, where our conversation would go. And, and I know even for myself in the program with Blessed Girls, the one thing we do first and foremost is we deal with their identity. Yes. Right? Because if you don't know who you are, right, whose you are, what your purpose is, it, what, what are we doing? You know? So that's one of the first things we deal with identity, getting the girls to understand I am the power in uh, positive affirmations and taking the time to 
identify who they are, who they mm-hmm. want to be, not what society says, even what your parents may want for you, you know, but really who you are, your true identity is so important. So that's amazing that, you know, even some of our philosophies are, are the same. And even for you, and I know for me as well, I was, you know, working in, in corporate America, you know, making, you know, what we say, good money, but I really didn't know who I was. I really wasn't operating in my own purpose. And that until I really embraced my true identity, right? That's when I began to walk and live out in my purpose. And it sounds like you're saying the same thing. Yes, but as well, it's very important that people have dreams that you want to aspire to be. Because you see people finishing college you see people finishing university, they even go to university, but they don't know even what they want to come in life. They finish university, they don't know what they want to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. That's a very big problem mm-hmm. because if you, if when you're going for shopping, sometimes you make a list of what you're going to shop. Right. You plan, you put in your certain nav. Well, when if you're driving, you put in a certain album, went to this place, you put in the coordinates and then go. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. plan your journey in advance. But we are cruising through life mm-hmm. with no journey plan. Mm. We don't know where we're heading to, we're just going. We're just going. So one important thing happened in my life earlier, earlier on in my primary, and that was war. There was war which broke out in Uganda Mm-hmm. And that was like what Corona is doing to us at the moment. Mm-hmm. Led to the closure of the schools in our environment. And there was no school anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed. They stayed home out of education for one year. But what that year gave me was what I was missing. Mm-hmm. That year gave me, allowed me to think of a better life without war. That will allow me the time to dream. Yes. That what is what am I going to do after the war is over? What do I want to come after the war is over? How am I going to manage and fund my education and so on? Mm-hmm. So these moments of crisis should allow us to find out our greatest us or the great greatness in us. Mm. Like during this coronavirus, I've written three books. Wait, wait, three books? And three books and published three books, yes. During the corona three months or four months now. Wow. So had it not been, yeah. then I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, you have people have spent this time post-play watching their favorite TV program, yeah. um, cycling all the old movies. Yeah. That in a way, they're like slipping through a revolution. There's Whoa, a big- wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. Sleeping, y'all, you watching that? Y'all watching, you listening? He said people are sleeping through a revolution. It's time to wake up. Listen, I, I, I spent this some time. Y- y'all sleep. <laughs> it's time to wake up. I, I'm I'm so excited about that. You just you really really touched on something, and I know you're moving forward. But I want to go back. You're saying that you were actually living in a war time, right? Yes. Like a war. It was a war going on in your country, correct? Yes. And so school shut down, right? Yes. Which is similar to where we are right now. The schools are down. The kids are not going to school right now. But you took that time to do what? To dream big. Mm, dream big. The time to dream. Yeah. Because I could have took the time to despair. Yeah. Could have taken the time to give up. Yeah. I could uh, have taken the time to join the military or join the army and go into the streets and start killing other people, like other people they are doing a lot or, or stealing from the shops or, mm-hmm. or from the villages, as we are right. seeing at the moment in the streets in some of this world cities at the moment with the uh, the demonstration going on. Right. People protesting, yes. which were peaceful protests, but some people are taking the time to steal. And actually I was reading an article from Forbes saying, people stole from Apple, they're being tracked because iPhones, whatever they stole from Apple, they all, they all located right. 
geographically. Right, right, right. So right. there you go. You're stealing something which is even putting you in trouble rather, you see. So there are lots of options. So some people decide to go through the crazes. Right. They go through it. But there are those people who make a conscious decision mm. to grow yeah. through, yes. to grow through the revolution, to grow through the crisis. Yes. And that is what we are doing. That's what we're going through now. That's it. That I'm not just going through the coronavirus moments. Yes, yes. Crisis or yeah. pandemic, but I'm growing through this pandemic, as we'll be talking later in terms of parenthood. Yeah. Well, the coronavirus, they had no clue what my children were learning. Mm. I didn't have the time, I was too busy. Right. But now we've spent three months with them day by day, mm -hmm. helping them learn, knowing what they learn, knowing how they learn, knowing how they do the additions. So that's been a great blessing to me. Yeah. You yeah. see? So the that's moments good. that we need to use and grow through the moments that we need to use to wake up in life than continue sleeping through the revolution. Because by the time this ends, yeah. there'll be a new way of life, a new, yes. we have to create yes. a new normal after coronavirus. Right. Yes, yes. But if we don't think through the process, we don't think, think and grow through what we're going through, yes. then we will miss the goodness or the opportunities that have been given in this moment. Professor Businga, you know, you're real smooth with it. But let me tell you something. You dropped some nuggets right there. <laughs> you said, listen, we, Mike, listen, that's Mr. Mike Freeland. He says, listen, you make the choice to grow through this crisis, grow through this pandemic, right? Not just go through it, but it's a time to grow through it. That is really incredible. And those that are watching, I mean, I know we, we did a little, little intro, but I want to let you know that, that Professor Patrick Businge is actually the founder of the Greatness University, which is the world's first and only institute dedicated to greatness. So understand that we are talking to the right man today <laughs> when we are talking about tapping into your greatness, growing and not just going through it. He has done the work. He has done the research. Isn't that right? I want you to definitely talk about that. I mean, he has world-renowned research. He's written over a dozen books and articles on greatness. So understand, he knows what he's talking about. He real mellow, y'all. You know I can get rough, right? But he he's smooth with it. But understand that this professor right here, he, he knows what he's talking about. He studied this aspect. So I, I, I hope you guys are really ready to learn and listen to exactly what he is sharing with us tonight. Now, the thing about him is he is also a father and a husband. And you know, this month we are focusing on fatherhood. We are focusing on the fathers in our homes, uh, the fathers, the people that have fathered us. So with that in mind, you know, Professor, I want you to speak to me in regards to fatherhood. Speak, you know, again, we are going through a crisis, a revolution for us in the US. We have a pandemic inside of a pandemic. We are dealing with Corona, but we are dealing with a a time where racial injustice and crimes is, is just at an all-time high. So I want you just to speak to the audience a bit about fatherhood, the impact of a father, maybe even about your own experience, but let's talk a bit about fatherhood today as we focus on that with Real Talk, Real Solutions. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Actually, one of the things as you're talking is, what most people think about is, legacy that uh, most of us uh, most people spend time working hard and providing for their families working hard so the paying off the mortgage working hard buying uh, different assets mm -hmm. and possibly investing for their children so that when they are gone then their children can live it have a better start in life. Mm -hmm. But me as a father, yes, that's, that might be important, but I think the most important thing is 
what my legal say will not be what I leave to my children, but what I leave in them. In other words, what do I leave in my children? Even when I'm not gone, even what I've created and achieved as assets mm -hmm. are stolen or destroyed during a crisis or a war, whichever, mm -hmm. what is still left in them? That's good. And that's exactly what my parents gave me. My father gave me education. Mm -hmm. My father developed my mind. Mm -hmm. And my mother developed my heart. So, how did that happen? So, what are the kind of skills I'm I giving my children? What the kind of the mindset I'm giving my children? What kind of dreams am I helping them as a father have as they grow? Because, mm -hmm. as you know, without a vision, the people perish. So, what vision am I giving those children? Yeah. Is it the vision of a father who spends his most of his time? in front of a TV mm. with a can of beer or a glass of wine from morning to evening because coronavirus crisis or pandemic? Mm -hmm. Or is it the father who is sitting with them, helping them do their work, mm -hmm. helping them dream about what they want in life yeah. and slowly by slowly helping them achieve what they dream. Yeah. So the surprising thing is that my in my family, we are all authors. Mm -hmm. Why? Because in a way, greatness leaves clues. Yes. So uh, whatever we're doing, the children are watching and they're doing exactly the same. Yeah. So sometimes you may not have to tell them, do this, do this, do this. But as I look at uh, you as a role model, yeah. as a father or mother or father figure, they will copy what you're doing for them, or sort of what you're doing for yourself, but as well they will learn in the process, actually I'm going to do that. I'm going to do like my daddy. I want as well to have this. I want to write a book as well. I want to, you know, so there is, and that's the legacy I'm talking about, not just leaving them things, but leaving them the knowledge, leaving them the skills that without me, they can still live a great life. Wow. Yes. I'm just writing. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> so the legacy is not what we leave to our children, but what we leave in them. That's and I think that's my focus at the moment. I, I, I love that. So it's not it's not just what we leave for them, because again, we typically think of material things, right? You know, the clothing, the home, the cars, uh, the savings, right? The investments, and not like we don't need that, but it's so much more important is what we leave in them and how mm -hmm. they can really, you know, develop and again dealing with self, their identity. Mm -hmm knowing who they are. Now you slip that in there because you do have two children, but you're saying your entire family are authors. So that means yeah. that your children are authors. Isn't that right? <laughs> Just make yeah, sure everybody yeah. says that, right? So you raise authors. They learn, um, they follow, as you said, success leaves clues. Uh, yeah. And I think you said footprints too, one of your quotes, I believe. Yeah, that, um, footprints right? leaves footprints. And they follow in the footprints. Even when you don't tell them, they just follow. Yes. That's, Actually, that's, I think is in Africa, we have a saying, like father, like son, or like mother, like daughter, something mm -hmm. like that. So they copy what's happening. Yeah. 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 But that's someone might be watching us, but I'm a single parent. Mm -hmm. I don't have, uh, I'm living alone, whether as a father right. or a mother. So what, what about the other thing? They're still role models in the community yeah. who can fill that gap. Yeah. Leave alone the role models in the community. They're role models in your library. Mm -hmm. There are people, men and women who have written great books. There are men and women who have left us a lot of knowledge in what they've written. Right. And then you can't say because they don't have a husband, because they don't have a wife, therefore like, my children are losing out. But what, or where are you pointing them right. to realize their dreams? Where are you directing them to get that support? Yeah. 
It could be through a mentorship group. It could be through the community, yeah. some of the community resources you have, or community center. It could be in the school, yeah. the support they have. There is maybe that teacher yeah. they love most, and they're copying exactly what that teacher does because that teacher for them is a father figure, yeah. or that teacher for them is a mother figure. Mm -hmm. So it's really the, as a parent looking at what is happening to that child and trying to say, yes, this is the kind of role model you could be, and then follow your dream, follow the footprints of that person. Because some people think that, actually one of the people I say when I, I publish one of my books is called The Beatitudes, Beatitudes of Greatness. One of the person read that book and asked me, actually, Patrick, you are very lucky in life, and that's why you've achieved what I said. There's no luck here. <laughs> No luck here. You don't need luck here. <laughs> yeah. If you think everyone who is successful and what they do, they are lucky, then you're mistaken. Yeah. Because like you can't like, I've just written three books and you can't say, Patrick, you're lucky. All you need is a pen. Come on. And paper. Come on. Come on. Write a book. That's all you need. Put so the you can pen say, the, paper. Like, the pen costs less than one, one right, dollar. Right, right. That's <laughs> so, good. It comes to the mindset, it comes to the dreams, it comes to what you want to achieve in life. Yeah. And that, why you want to achieve that. that that's, that's really, really good because I was thinking about that also, you know, those that may not have that father figure. If you didn't have a father pour into you or give you that legacy, or if you had that father like that, you know, didn't have that either, and it's just, duplicating that you know if that's all they saw is you know the father sitting drinking the beer or doing what have you right how do you move beyond that um and i know even for me at some point in my life i was a single mother so my oldest son we you know i raised him um of course with the help of my mother but there was times when i had to be very intentional mm -hmm. even as the mother to make sure that he was in the environment Right. Where he could see greatness, where he could see men being great, you know, and, and see and receive that fatherhood and, and just greatness. Right. To follow those clues, to see those footprints of greatness and then, you know, really move in that path, in that direction. So I, I, I personally um, can truly relate to that. And I was thinking the same thing. There might be, you know, women and men that, you know, just really didn't have that example. They didn't have someone actually leave that legacy in them. Right. So where do they go and what do they do, you know, to build that like a, a new a new path to greatness, you know, exactly. that they can do that as well. Because you have to think about if you have to think about who is whispering into the ears of your children. If they are not hearing your voice, if they are not hearing your voice of greatness, they're not hearing your voice of success. They're not hearing your voice of empowerment they are going to hear another voice. But that could be the wrong voice. Yeah. That could be the voice that is going to lead them to, instead of protesting, they end up into a riot or rioting and break into those shops and stealing a phone. Mm -hmm. So who is whispering in their ears? Are they the gangs or is it you? Yeah. So we have to be intentional, mm -hmm. but sometimes strategic at the different uh, stage of the stages of the development of that child. Right. That's good. What we do is going to have positive impact on them. Like at the moment, what we do, whatever we do, our children follow us. So if we're having an event, they will follow us to the event. They'll have a small role, maybe giving out the leaflets or the books or kind of that they to us they involved into the family affair rather than being left at home and we're going alone to do our own thing right so they feel part so how do, how do you involve your children in your dream yeah or do you involve yourself in creating their dream yeah. no, that's good. sometimes it needs sacrifice hmm. a lot of times it needs sacrifice <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Because if you're footballer, you still have to go out and sit in that cold stadium and watch them train. Oh it's yes, you know about that. Moment. You know about that, Professor. <laughs> With the blankets and drinking hot chocolate and the sacrifice that we do to be there and to support. Okay, you know about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
that that's awesome. That that is awesome, and that's what you know. Like I said, just with the focus on fatherhood this month, um, with real talk, real solutions. Um, and and you know what? Again, in in this day and time, in this climate, you know the importance of fathers, the importance of men. Um, you know, raising up for such a time as this, like we need those voices, right? We need those leaders um, right now to help to influence, right? And, and to to speak that positivity and help them to see um, the greatness, their identity is still all ties back in to their identity and the power in a father seeing the greatness in you. You know, like, cause sometimes you can't see it for yourself, but having someone, as you said, even a mentor or someone that can see the greatness in you, um, I think it's incredible. So one last question on fatherhood. Did you have anyone um, act as a father or, I mean, of course your father left that legacy, but have you had any other relationships with um, men that, you know, became like a father figure for you or that have helped you and nurtured you in a father way? Did anyone that you would like to even, you know, share today or any tips or anything that you gain from those relationships? Oh, yes, I do. Uh, first of all, I have one of my uncles. He was one of the most, he is one of the most successful in our extended family. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever I thought of success, then I, that, that was my model of success. Okay. That's good. That's good. Okay. My role model of success. Because I think it's very important that you can visualize what you want in life. Like, for example, for writing any of my books, they have to create the book cover. Mm-hmm. Then they can say it accomplished, and yeah. then walk backward, start writing it and yeah. putting it to practice. So, same here. In terms of my success, I had, for example, my uncle was one of the role models. Said, I want to be like him. What? Because he has achieved this, I have achieved this, I have, he has achieved this. Therefore, I'm going to create the same path. And looking at from where he came from, even his start was worse than mine. So I said, if he can achieve that, right, right, then right. why not me? Yeah. Some people say, oh, he's lucky, but there's nothing. That's what I'm saying here. Don't continue believe, don't use luck as an excuse mm-hmm. not to achieve your dreams. There is need to work hard. Yeah. That is the need for commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's good. Self-belief yeah. that I can do it. Yeah, yeah no, I think that's happens. good. Yeah, because what normally people... happens are that people around you might not believe in your dream, uh-huh. in your community, right. but it's only those people from far who yeah, will believe in you. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. There might be lots of people discouraging you and trying to. Actually, that reminds me of uh, uh, Professor Gordon Bradshaw, who says, the level you learn is the level you live on. Mm. So the level you learn is the level you live on. So if those people can't go with you on your journey, then you have to leave them where they are and then move on. Because the more you stay around, the more you're going to be demotivated mm-hmm. and not being able to achieve what you want. Yeah. Of course, you'll come with criticism, it will come with the uh, falling, you know, falling out of uh, each other's path and right, right. friendships. Yeah, absolutely. But if your greatness is calling you, then you have to follow it, mm-hmm. knowing that you're following the right path. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. That's that's that that's really really good because I mean there's a lot in what you talked about <laughs> because again having that model having that role model is key right because a lot of times they say you can't really see it until you see it right not necessarily you know I mean of course you can have a vision for your life but you know the same way you know once you see a, a nice car you see a nice house or you know you see someone graduate from college or high school you know but if you never saw it before then it's hard for you to see it so mm-hmm. having a role model is, is really key and especially someone that can be you know a father figure so I love that model for success and, and then you you dropped another nugget on them because you you sneaky with it I see you professor so so you you gave him a nugget about writing a book 
right? Because there's a lot of people I'm sure watching that, you know, want to write a book, right? And been talking about writing a book for years, if you will. But but you gave a great tip because now you've written well over a dozen books or more. And now it's and counting because as long as we stay in this crisis, you might write another 10 books. <laughs> but <laughs> this is something that you do, right? And so you're saying that sometimes you can start with the cover. Is that right? Can you just give, let's just give them a tip. They, they're getting this for free today. Um, so right. can we talk about this this authorship and for those that are first time authors or really been, you know, mulling this over, didn't know where to start. Just tell us a little bit more about that because you snuck that in on us. All right, so let's say you want to go to New York and you don't know where New York is. You don't know how it looks like. You don't know how long it's going to take you there. Right. So how long it's going to take you to get there? You don't know how, which bus you're going to take or train or flight. How will you get there? So I have the vision of New York. This is um, actually even my choice of New York is because it's the place I would like to go to. Mm -hmm. So I have to say how New York looks like. Mm -hmm. So in other words, I'll ask my cover creator, could you create me a the image cover, mm -hmm. the image or model of how the greatness code is going to look like. Mm -hmm. So once I've gotten that Im image, then I have to think about how am I going to make that image a reality? Wow. Yes, I want to go there. How do I get there? Mm -hmm. How long does it take me? So how long is it going to take me to write this book? You set yourself a goal. Because what one of the things I've seen people and they've heard people saying, oh, it's taken me 10 years to write my book and I haven't finished yet. Mm -hmm. In all honesty, when you started in the first place, did you plan that it's going to take 10 years to write it? Mm -hmm. Possibly not. So right. your, your book writing process was not time related. There was no time attached to it. If yes, I'm going to write it in 60 days, then it's clear. I'm going to go to New York and I want to be there in within six hours. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to determine the choice of the mode of transport you take. Mm -hmm. That's good. Depending where you are. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's good. But that, as well, that's, that's good. Yeah. But as well, another possibly another analogy I could use is uh, because some people write and write and they find themselves repeating themselves the same thing over and over again. Think about when you're building your house. You need a house plan. You know, okay, my house is going to be, it's going to have five bedrooms, five bathrooms, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. two receptions, mm -hmm. two balconies, mm -hmm. and so on. Yes. So the book, you have to think about, okay, my book is going to be five chapters or seven right. chapters. Right. Right. Each chapter is going to have three sub-chapters. It's going to have an introduction. So in other words, you plan it in advance. Once you have that plan, then you go for it. Gotcha. But just writing for the sake of writing, then you end up getting lost. Mm -hmm. It's like you're walking, you're going somewhere, but you don't know how really yeah. get there. Yeah. So the system, yeah. and that's why I'm able to do three books, almost one every month, because I have a system which allows me to. Yeah, that's good, and and I hope they're getting it. Look, as I say, I hope they're getting what you're putting down, right? <laughs> because you really are, are dropping um, a lot of nuggets and just real time wisdom. Right, because this is what you are doing. You're not talking about what you're gonna do. You're not gonna talk about what you wish you've done and accomplished. This is what you have done and what you currently are doing. So there's so much truth in that. Um, so I, I really, really appreciate you in that. And and then I hope that the folks that are listening, um, especially because I know I meet folks all the time. I really want to write my book. Okay. What's stopping you? You know, but I don't want to go down that path. We, 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 you've given them, you've given them quite, quite enough um, 
ammunition <laughs> to, yeah. to move forward. So all those authors out there that that's been um, you know sitting on the fence, it, it's time to to move forward and and follow the footsteps of greatness and get that book done. Start with that cover, right? That's Start with how many what, chapters you want, right? That's why we should be doing with our children as well. When you think about the story time. The children know how to tell a story better than us. Yeah. So when they're telling their story, what are you doing with their story? Yeah. Are you encouraging them to write it down? Yeah. Are, you, are you recording it so that they can listen it back and then see how they can? Okay, now then what did the dinosaur, my daughter has just written the dinosaur in love. Dinosaur was in love, a dinosaur in love. Uh -huh. So I think about the din what is the dinosaur doing? What is uh, who, who is the dinosaur? What is the dinosaur meeting? Where is it sitting? Where is it walking? So trying to make it so visual for them mm -hmm. and obvious, so that. But as well, think about writing a book which is multisensory. What does that mean? Is that, is that when the reader is reading? Or listening to your book, it can appeal to all the senses. Mm -hmm. So what are they seeing? What are they hearing? Mm -hmm. What are they touching? What are they smelling? How are they feeling as they read? You're talking right. You're, I, you're deep on them, but I'm getting it. <laughs> I hope you guys, he, he has given some awesome, awesome information. Multi-sensory, right? So when you're writing, you want to appeal to all the, the five senses. Might be more than that at this point. Well, the six, actually, even the six. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Professor. <laughs> you have so five things. How many senses are? But you want to make sure that you are appealing to all of the senses, even when you're right. And this is what you're even teaching your children. That is incredible. This is some good stuff, guys. You guys want to write? You starting? You need to pick back up that book. Let's get the cover going. This is good. Y'all didn't even know y'all was goodness, but but the professor is here and he's giving it out today. So I thank you, sir. So now let, let's move on because we we got. You see the time is going right. You see how it works. <laughs> and we, we, done so much research on greatness um kings and right all around the world um uh, mr les brown the the number one motivational speaker in the world i mean you have met so many great people you have studied them you have done the research um now i hate to do this to you but i want you to pick maybe just give me the top three the top three of your of your research <laughs> the people when we talk about greatness who comes to mind right? And then, you know, we're about the four C's, right? So we're civility, community, creativity, and climate change. And can you tell me with whichever of the three that come to mind, what sticks out about, because I'm sure anyone of greatness has definitely touched on civility, community, they've served, they tapped into their creativity, right? So can you tell us about your top three and then tell me what really sticks out of the four C's that you see in alignment with some of those great people that you've researched? Bring it together for me. Thank you very much. As, uh, uh, as you said, you had today asking this question because kind of favors some and leaves out others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'll talk about one and then I'll think about the other ones. I know already what I want, but I haven't made them physically, but they've influenced me in changing my life. Mm. So the first one, when that professor, uh, the, so when that chancellor at the University of Exeter told me, Patrick, go and change the world, I didn't know what or how to do it. I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. But one of the people that helped me turn to myself was that the great Les Brown, the great motivational speaker, Les Brown. How did he do it? So I met the Janet Fort Lauderdale in Florida near Miami, and we had one of his conferences. But as we sat through that training or conference, I would see whenever we'd see, see uh, whenever we'd speak, I would see people in tears, and uh, people for tears of joy actually, not just tears of sadness. But important, one of the key things said, "You have greatness within you." And that was the beginning of greatness university. Wow. So because that before I had never thought of the concept of greatness. Yeah. 
never thought about the concept of greatness within me and say, actually, this is what he's saying. Okay, there's greatness within me. And actually, if I have to change the world, then I have to discover this. What is it? So I did my first book in 2018, Seven Steps to Greatness. And that's where I chart my journey and how I discovered my greatness. But at the same time, how I help others discover, develop, deliver their greatness. So Les Brown is very influential. If you keep listening to him and listening to him over and over and over and over and over again, mm -hmm. your life will be changed. Yes. yes. Your life will be changed. So that is the ability of this community here. Yeah. You can't be great by yourself. Oh, that's good. Any okay. dollar. And that's why I and my wife, we took that flight to Fort Lauderdale in Florida to experience the community. Had not the community been in that environment, mm. been in that atmosphere, yeah. seeing the overflow of greatness in different individuals, right, the right. transformation wouldn't have happened. So the community is very important. But as well, the message he gives is transformative, not just the individual, but the community, because it creates positive impact and influence in those people. Yeah. Again, it links with civility, yeah. because it's within what we do, the work we do, the communities that we impact, the people we talk to, mm -hmm. that they're seeing how are we living our lives? Mm -hmm. How our lives are civil? Yeah. How are we being role models to those people? Yeah. And so on. Yeah. So that is one of them. Okay. Uh, another important person, which I didn't have a chance to meet, uh, but changed my life and continues to change is Dr. Miles Monroe. Mm. Yeah. Because if you look at his teachings, yeah. there is a system there. Yes. It's not written, but I've discovered this system and it has helped me to do what I do. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can just listen to his messages, yeah. but his messages might not transform you if you don't understand why he's saying what he's saying and how he's saying it mm -hmm. and the system he's using. So there's a lot of creativity. He can take one word from the Bible and transform it or give it completely new meaning in the yeah. context of, and you find that speaking to you at that moment in time. So there's creativity in his message, how he creatively create leaders to impact communities and transform lives. Yes, he's gone, but he's still with us. And that's the legacy I'm talking about. He is there every day. Yes. We are listening to his uh, tapes, we are reading his books, and he's transforming our lives even when he's not there. Yes. Yeah, that, that's you, you, um, you. You hit a nail on the head with Dr. Miles Monroe. And even when you, you know, you talk about the system and his creativity, his ability to take you on a journey, you know, and to see yourself there. He's talking about an elephant, a lion, whatever it is, even the multi-sensory, you know, the, the the his ability to speak and write in that regard is 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 true. It's yeah. true. And and I like how you tied even the civility, even with with uh and community with um Mr. Les Brown, because even in the beginning when we talked about legacy and knowing who you are, that's a part of it, right? Because they see and they watch kids learn civility, yes. right? And uncivility and incivility. They learn that in their in their community, in their home, right? So civility is um, either is taught, right? One way or the other, you're, you're learning how to how to treat people. And it really starts with what's going on in your home. And of course, what's going on in your community. So I like that. that that's good. Yes. And the third one, you know what? One of the things that Dr. Mel said is, if you want to be great, you have to create, to live people who are going to be greater than you. Yeah. 
you have to train people who are going to be greater than you. You need to leave successors who are going to carry on your legacy and be greater than you. So I'm privileged as well to have met Dr. Clyde Rivers. He was mentored by Miles himself. Uh, he is a great man in terms of civility. Yeah. He's a great man in terms of climate change, creativity, community, and the way kind of revelations he gets and how those revelations transform people's lives. Yes. I can take the message and transform it, how he is the message of mm -hmm. civility. He Thank is you. the message of greatness yes. in our community. Yeah. Well, we know that. I know uh, Sir Clive Rivers was on here earlier. So we just definitely giving him uh, love and appreciation uh, tonight for I Change Nations and really being the leader and the champion for civility. And he has started us all on this journey, you know, and this opportunity to even connect because that's how we met, you know, of course, through Dr. Rivers. So shouts out to you, Dr. Rivers. And thank you, of course, for being the champion and leading the way in regards to civility for us all to follow so that that's that's awesome 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 um so so you guys got your three he did give us three y'all he snuck them in there we got them all so we have mr les brown dr miles monroe and none other than dr sir clyde rivers <laughs> incredible 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 so that that's good that's good so you know i know that um i had the honor and the privilege to be to participate in this incredible book right and the the greatness university i hope the folks can see i gotta move it around i move myself out of it lastly before we leave i want you to touch on this because now you're already on to the next group of amazing leaders uh and, and greatness let's talk a bit about this i mean i had the privilege when when was it now is it january Yes, January, and then you have it in August coming up, right? Yes, so just it. talk about even just the idea and the compilation of bringing greatness together, recognizing greatness, and then highlighting them in a book and telling their story. Um, I know for me, it was an incredible opportunity experience to be in a room, first of all, to be at the Luton who, uh, I hope I'm saying it right, right, yeah. in, 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 in the United Kingdom was incredible, impeccable, um, just a level of excellence. But then to be in a room filled with greatness, world leaders from every corner of the globe, right, that have a calling, a purpose, and an identity, and now have been identified as world greatness 2020, and now we're 2021. Tell me, about this like let, let's just let's take a, let's take at least two or three minutes to please talk about this compilation how this came about tell them about world greatness university thank you so much so greatness university what we do is we help people it's really come back to where it started mm -hmm. discover their greatness develop their greatness deliver their greatness and celebrate their greatness so the event you're talking about, January World Greatness Awards, the event you're talking about in August 15th, 2020, this year in London, is about celebrating greatness. Because think about it, how many of us celebrate our greatness? How many of us celebrate other people's greatness. So even as appreciate, being kind is a form of greatness. Mm. You have a gift of singing, that your voice is greatness in itself, or talking, or speaking. So we created uh, the Greatness Awards to honor people who have lived their greatness. Mm -hmm. These are the world civility humanitarians. These are the people who change other people's lives without expectancy. Because often, say, okay, Patrick, can you do this for me? Okay, say, so I'll charge you $5,000. Mm -hmm. But we think about these are the people who transform other people's lives without a transactional. Uh -huh. Yes. So these are the kind of people we celebrate at greatness. Mm -hmm. So 
the World Book of Greatness mm -hmm. is the first ever book to document the world's greatest. So in there, we have the legends of greatness. In there, we have the icons of greatness. In there, we have the voices of greatness. In there, we have the leading lights. I'm sure everyone listening tonight, they know this afternoon. They know in their community, when I say the word leading light, you can see that leading light in your community. You can see how civil they are. You can see how creative they are. You can see what they're doing to preserve yes. the planet we are living in. Yes. So that's the kind of people are looking for to honor and celebrate their greatness. Awesome. So we receive uh, nominations from all over the world, and uh, most of the information is on worldgreatnessawards.com okay. on how to join us on how to participate in our events, worldgreatnessawards.com. And um, our vision, actually, this, yes, that's a vision. Uh, the World Book of Greatness is a Guinness Book of Records for Greatness. Yes. Incredible. Yes. And attached to that, we have the World Day of Greatness, mm -hmm. 15th of August, where we will be celebrating greatness in different parts of the world and taking greatness around the world. Yes. This year might be Lana, next year could be somewhere else. So it's been moving around, take greatness, it's world greatness. World so greatness. we have lots of things in store for us and uh, we are happy to work with anyone who is ready to work with us and who see the vision, yeah. or we see similar vision and can work together towards awesome. greatness. Powerful, powerful, powerful. This is absolutely incredible. And as we were even talking about, you know, the creative greatness, the icons, just the various uh, from people from Uganda, from from Kenya, from Sweden, from Sudan. I mean, this this is India. You know, uh, just to bring people together and recognize their greatness is so powerful. And then it's so like it's what greatness does. And and you are greatness <laughs> and your ability to discover, develop, deliver, and celebrate greatness only adds to who you are as a world leader, um, as a professor, and as a, a true, true champion um, for civility as we continue to impact the world. So I want to just personally just thank you so much because, you you know, we went back and forth about the, the time of my show. <laughs> Being, you know, in the evening, um, but you, you, you certainly, you know, you committed to being here with me uh, tonight, which is for you. It's almost midnight, um, and, and I know you work hard and you have a lot to do and a lot to accomplish. And of course, raising your children and being an awesome husband. Shout out to your wife, um, Dr. Businge, as well. Um, so I just want to just let you know that I appreciate you. I thank you, you know, for your leadership, for your candor, for your knowledge. Um, and, and just your willingness for your yes, you know, for the time when that the chancellor told you to go change the world and you said, yeah, I think I just might do that. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for the opportunity. And it's been a great pleasure and privilege to talk to your audience. But there's one thing I haven't talked about, which I think is important for great. Please. So one other person that changed my life, which had you told me three, but this one I think I have to mention her before you go. Okay. Ha. So this is Mother Teresa. Okay. So if you look at Mother Teresa, some of you might not know she was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Albanian mm -hmm. and ended up in India, working in the city streets, in the streets of Calcutta and helping the poor right. and nursing them. And all this was selfless, mm -hmm. selfless service. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very, and I've discovered is a very important component of being great. The road to greatness is selfless service. Why do I say that? I've already hinted on it that, for example, to get into the world book of greatness, there should be an aspect of doing things for others without payment, without expectation. That is selfless service. Yeah. And that's why I learned from other trees. She gave her life for others and there's no greater love than that Indeed. 
And uh, one of the quotes uh, that has really changed my life from her is that she says, my life is a pencil that I write a new page, that I use to write a new page each day of my life. So each day with our lives we are writing, yes. we're using our life as a pencil yeah. right somewhere. It can be writing on our children, we are leaving a footprint on them or what we write on them. It can be writing on our community, it can be writing in uh, as a climate change, it can be, you know, what are we doing for the environment like now? In the United Kingdom, they're encouraging people, more and more people to cycle or walk. Right. Trying to reduce emission in terms yeah. of doing something. So all this is, we are doing it for others. Here, we, they don't encourage people putting on masks, you know, because that stop transmission of uh, Corona. But they said, if you have to put on a mask, if you go to a public place, even if you put it on, it's not going to protect you. Right. But it's protecting others. You're doing it for others. That's right. There's no benefit in you putting a mask to yourself mm -hmm. while you're putting it on for the other people yeah. you're going to meet and you're likely to infect in case you have a virus. So doing things for others is very important. But okay. the little we do every day is going to create a positive change and impact in the long run. Thank you. That's powerful. Powerful. So selfless service is the road to greatness. And that's all regarding Mother Teresa. Um, yes. That's 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 certainly, certainly incredible. I love how you tie that in and tie that even to the people that you have recognized in the World Greatness uh, book. And, I, and again, I salute you. I thank you again so much for your time, for sharing with us Real talk, real solutions. And this was certainly a great conversation. And I believe that we offered quite a bit of solutions. So to everyone watching, thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing your comments. If you're watching in the preview, please feel free to share any of the takeaways, things that you that you uh, have gained from this conversation. And please go to anonafifer.com. You can connect with me if you want to learn more about Professor Businge, please. I can definitely connect you to him and learn more about the world greatness uh, organization and the university. Uh, we would love to make that connection for you and make sure that you discover, you deliver, you develop, and we will certainly celebrate your greatness. I'm signing off. You know, it's Dr. Anana Pfeiffer, Daryl Holm. You know what I always tell you, listen, baby, be bold, be you, and be blessed, girl. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for the opportunity and be great. It's okay to be great. Thank you.